This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Fifth inning, Blue Jays batting, trailing the Twins 1-0. Two minutes into the second half in Montreal. Interesting game. Not necessarily because of the points scored or the offensive production, but because Montreal really making it tough on Winnipeg here. The Blue Bombers do have the lead. It is 7-3, 7-3 Winnipeg leading Montreal and the Alouettes first and 10 just on the Winnipeg side of midfield. Elks and Lions coming up on Saturday at, uh, they'll be in Vancouver. It's on 6.30, Chad, with the countdown to kick off at 6.30 and the game will start at 8 and our Inside the Game analyst for Elks broadcast, a proud member of the Double E alum and in my mind, an absolute legend, Blake Dermott checking in tonight. Blake, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Reed. Thanks for having me on. It is always good to talk to you. Uh, before we dive into the football stuff, my friend, I was uh, saying earlier in the show, I spent part of my day today going through old VHS tapes, trying to figure out, do I keep any of these? Is it worth keeping them? Could I sell any? If I just want to get rid of them, what do I do with them? And I, I, I've seen some other people are, have had similar experiences uh, or maybe have tapes just lying around in their house. Do you have VHS tapes, and if so, do they still get watched? <laughs> well, we got a pile of VHS tape, uh, tapes. Um, I don't know. I think the last time I watched one <clears throat> was probably a, about a, a couple of years ago. I forced my son to watch me play a college game once, and uh, and he... Uh, <laughs> I got a lot of comments like, Dad, the dream's died, the dream's over. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I found through the wonders of this thing called the internet, um, a lot of those tapes can be found on the internet. And uh, when I was down golfing with uh, some ex uh, teammates of mine, Larry Ruck, Tom Richards, and Rod Connop last uh, spring, I forced them to watch a Vanier Cup game <laughs> after a golf game. I, it, you know, we, we were staying at my place, and, and uh, I refused to change channels. But uh, yeah, we watched the 1980 Vanier Cup, the last time the Golden Bears uh, won the national championship. And That's that was right. Surprise, it was it was uh, in pretty good shape uh, on TV. So yeah, I, I, I guess there's not that much need for those kinds of memorabilia things because uh, they're so accessible someplace else. Yeah, a lot of stuff is on obviously YouTube or streaming now, and I know sometimes people still say to me, "Well, what if YouTube or streaming goes down? What are you going to watch?" And I think to myself, well, if those things don't work, VHS probably won't work either. Like if we lose access to all electronics, that includes VHS machines. So I think if we get rid of them, we're, yeah, we're going to be okay. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, it's it's good. To, now, when you played, remind me, when you when you played, what did you get? One bye week in each half of the season when it was a nine-team league? And what, what would you usually do? Would you go anywhere or what would happen? Uh, well, there was yeah, we we would get a couple of bye weeks. Um, the uh, 
there was an, always an opportunity, uh, and not, I, I didn't go every year just because I had kids uh, were young. It would have been difficult to pack them all up, depending on the time the bye weeks were, and you know, kids were in school. So, but early in my career, yeah, we would go to Jasper uh, for a, a few days. Did that a couple of times. Uh, there was a guy up in Jasper, the uh, Pine Bungalows, uh, was a big CFL fan, and, and uh, uh, a lot of players would head up there with their significant others and, and uh, stay in the the cabins right there on the. Uh, on the edge of the river. It was kind of cool. Um, but there was an awful lot of times later on in my career, of course, uh, when Ronnie was there, Ronnie didn't like the idea, Lancaster didn't like the idea of us having too much time off. So typically we would only get a couple of days off, even if we had a week by, and he would bring us in for a one-hour practice just to make sure that we weren't forgetting about what we were getting paid for. So it uh, made it difficult for guys to, you know, drive three hours up uh, to Jasper and stay overnight and then drive three hours back. So uh, I, I didn't do as much of it as my career went on. Okay, I, I didn't realize that. So he he wanted to make sure the guys weren't uh, losing focus or whatever. That was, yeah. Players must have loved that, eh? Oh, yeah, we, we loved it. I, well, there was <clears throat> there was an article in the paper. I remember one, uh, a, um, uh, one of the reporters had made mention that our, our – uh, our bye week was gonna. Our bye was gonna be so short, and and Ron said that. But he had a coach named Eagle Keys, and Eagle Keys didn't believe in that. And and he and he you know went on about how Eagle Keys thought that it was important for players to uh, to not take too much time away from the game. So after our bye, after the two day bye was over, I had showed up. I'd gone to over to Capilano Mall. There was a t-shirt store there, <laughs> and I got a t-shirt made. And right across the front it said, you know, who the uh, is Eagle Keys, and. Um, <laughs> Oh, I wore it into the locker room, and uh, Ronnie, of course, called everybody up to give a big speech, and I made sure I was right up at the front of the line. And uh, he started speaking and just busted up laughing, and that ended up the speech. And then two, about two weeks later, we were playing in BC, and he, and he introduced me to Eagle Keys. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, to me, you had some stones to do that. Like, he laughed at it, but I, when you first were telling that story, I was expecting it was going to go the other direction. <laughs> well, I don't think to... I would have done it. I don't think I would have done it if, if it was going to go the other direction. I think I have okay. a pretty good read on Ronnie's sense of humor. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the Elks uh, back at practice after bye week. So they're on the road, and then they're uh, at home next uh next Saturday, and we're going to have some names added to the Wall of Honor. Jim Germany, Joe Holloman, and uh, and Ed Jones from a from a great era in green and gold history. And, and you would have played, maybe one of them just might have been briefly, but you would have played with all three guys, right? I did. I played uh, with all three guys. Of course, remember that my, uh, uh, and it says this on one of my football cards, that my uh, my first year with the uh, green and gold was the year the dynasty ended. And so all of those guys were... Uh, <laughs> part of that dynasty team and uh, Jim Germany a fantastic running back I think from 77 to 81 at five years in a row where he combined over a thousand yards and one year he was close to 1600 yards uh, passing and, and rushing and and then of course Ed Jones decided yesterday at a golf tournament and Ed uh, still looks great uh, still thinks he can play and just still thinks there's nobody that was better than him but Ed was a CFL all-star three times uh, and uh of course, Joe Holman, who was probably for you know a better part of uh, his career, and I think he played nine years, nine or ten years. He uh, he was the most dominant uh, probably corner in the league, and uh, uh, you know one of the fastest, and also not a small corner. That's what was probably made him so dominant. I mean, he was a pretty big guy. He was one of those guys that probably could have, even at year nine or ten, moved into playing a linebacker type position. 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward, and I, and I believe, uh, I, I think Dave Campbell's lined up one of these gentlemen tomorrow, and we're going to try to get uh, one or two of them on next week as well. It's going to be fun for me to talk to them, because these those names are some of my first memories of watching uh, the team at the time, right? They were, I mean, I was born in 74, so I kind of remember the, the tail end of that uh, dynasty and some of those names, and... You know, like it was kind of like, how do you stop the? Like, I remember my uh, my dad at this time uh, still had a, an affiliation with a team in the East because he grew up in Ontario, and like he would watch the games. And I just remember he would go, just give him the cup. You know, it'd be some game on like August fourth, like today, right? He'd be like, just give him the cup. And usually it did wind up that way. They wound up with the cup at the end. Well, you know, the the other thing about, you know, I, I mentioned how big uh, Ed, uh, sorry, Joe Holman was, but Ed Jones was a big guy. He was really physical as a halfback. And, and uh, yeah, I know his, and his son played uh, uh, in the CFL for about three years as well. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, there's some good athletic genes there. And, and uh, I, I got a, I got a, a funny story about Ed. Um, uh, Ed and uh, Ed and his wife got married on the same day that that my wife Cheryl and I did, uh, uh, December first. And uh, of course, I had only played my first year with the. I might have been into my second year, and uh, I. Um, I um, it was December 1st, and I didn't know very many guys. I only invited a couple of guys from the team to, to my wedding just because they were all young and all these other guys were 10 years older than me. And so so I, I jokingly said uh, you know, to everybody they saw, uh, I gave them Ed Jones's address for the for the reception. So, uh, so yeah, anybody's thought to come to mind, they just end up going to his first reception. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, uh, Blake, I'm sure that was a great story. As sometimes uh, happens, I, I lost my internet. Uh, this, oh. this is only the second time this has happened since I've been working from home. The first time was totally my because I, I I had it, I, you know I take my computer back and forth to the to the hockey rink during the season and I reconnected it incorrectly. This time I don't know what happened because it is hooked up correctly. So I'm sure that was a great story. Now I have to go back and listen to the podcast of my own show to know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. We'll move on. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I, I did want to ask you one more thing about the the current team. I had Kai Loxley on the show. He's he's a receiver. He plays some quarterback. I had Jordan Reeves on the show last night, and I said, what position do you play? He said, athlete. He's, he's playing defensive back in practice. He's played linebacker. He's played D-line. And then, of course, we know about Deron Carter. He was an excellent receiver and in Saskatchewan. I mean, he eventually got, got cut because of some issues there. But he was moved from, from offense to defense. I mean, Chris Jones isn't the first coach to do this. He seems to be more committed to it than perhaps some other coaches we've seen in just saying, let's let's get a bunch of good athletes and see where they fit. What do you think of this philosophy? Do guys need to, to specialize, or can you have some guys who float around the field a little bit? 
Well, you know, I, I think that um, um, what, what Chris Jones has done is, is is a little bit unorthodox, just because you don't see that happening uh, uh, very often. But but what he's dealing with is, I think it's it's, it's a, a combined kind of a an issue of we got so many players. Seventy five players have played a game for the Elks this year, and they go in against BC, and BC's only had fifty two, and they're the lowest in the league in the Elks are the highest. So he's got to try to find some people that within what he has currently that can fill spots and play. And trust me, there's an awful lot of unbelievable athletes that play the sport, guys that can run, jump, catch, do all those kinds of things. And because it's such a specialized sport, guys that may have excelled at another position never really got a chance. So I think that we've always said this about Chris Jones. He's an excellent judge of talent. He's an excellent judge of uh, athleticism. And uh, and if he can find somebody that fits and, and does what what uh, the team needs to do, he'll he'll make that happen. And I And I applaud him for it. All right. Blake, uh, I'm going to see if I can uh, reconnect and uh, not have to do this the rest of the show on my cell phone. Well, it was, uh, it's always a memorable segment with you for one reason to another. So now we have the one where my, my internet connection booted me off my own show. Hey, uh, enjoy the game on Saturday, and I'm sure I'll see you at the stadium next week, man. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, that is Blake Dervish checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Well, that was a little unpredictable, wasn't it? I totally, I, he, I heard him saying about his wedding, and then, bang, I was gone. I didn't know if he dropped off or if it was me. Kellen, I'm going to reconnect the way we usually sure. do it, so let's take a quick timeout, and uh, then we'll get you on the other side here. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, there is the new Edmonton Oilers forward and also uh, an owner of racehorses. Back in the fall, did an interview with him about his horse, Infinite Patience, that was having a pretty good season. Uh, here in uh, Edmonton, I can tell you we're uh, closing in on the Canadian Derby. It's coming up, uh, what is the exact date? Saturday, August 20th. So just over two weeks away from the Canadian Derby at Century Mile Racetrack. Uh, we'll talk more about that on this show as we get closer to the date. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Whether I'm on my traditional connection or having to call in, the uh, you can call in at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins and the email inside sports at 630ched.com. Uh, having a fun show tonight. Kai Lochley was on the program. You just heard from Blake Dermott. We'll have Darcy Park from your Edmonton Wildcats coming up. We're going to have uh, our, our award-winning, world-renowned segment, Name the Animal, before we sign off at uh, 8 o'clock tonight. So I'm sure I've titillated many of you with Name the Animal. And, uh, Kellen, what do we have? And we were talking about VHS mm-hmm. tapes, yes. owning them, sorting them, keeping them, disposing of them. How do you do it? Can you make anything? What do we have, Kellen? I should also add, too, that A, we are not a VHS tape appraisal service, and B, we do not fix VHS uh, decks right now. I, <laughs> I hope got a whole bunch of texts saying, hey, do I, where do I know? What, what, do you guys know a place that would fix a VHS deck? Blah, 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 blah. No, I don't have that information. Did somebody actually write that in? Uh, multiple people have wrote that in, actually. That, you're making that up. No, I got like two or three of them that say, hey, do you know where who, where I could get my VHS deck? Uh, well, I'm going to Google Edmonton VHS repair. There we go. Um, they, like a bunch of like, electronic stores, stores come up. I, I think you'd have to just start calling some of these electronic places mm. and saying, do you, do you still fix VHS machines? 
I mean, I Googled it and three places came up <laughs> right away. So, yeah, I, All right. I don't know if they would do it. At uh, Roadhammer's, a little, Roadhammer's a little cheeky towards you tonight here, too. But, of course, he's our slaw champion at the at the yeah, moment. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> he says, Reed, maybe you should hold on to those demo tapes just a little while longer. If you keep kicking guests off the show, you never know. You just never know. And then he goes, ha, 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 ha. Well, that's, well, that's a very good point. I should keep those. That's well said. <laughs> you can get them converted now. Hey, you know you know people who have those uh, VHS to DVD converters, and we can we can do it for you. It's all good. Um, and we got one here from Kevin who t- texted in and says he has one VHS movie, and it's not Hot Shots with Charlie Sheen. Uh, it's in a tin only because he can't find it on DVD. The only unopened movie I have is Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, but uh, I don't think that's a VHS. I think he's uh, talking about a DVD with that one. So there we go. Oh, okay. Uh, I believe I had a copy of, or have a copy of Hot Shots in the tapes I went through today. Ah, so. there you go. And then we have yeah. a we have a, uh, a anonymous text that came in that says, "LOL, where is Radio Shack when you need it?" It's now the source, isn't it? It is. <laughs> and a lot of the same stuff you can get at Radio Shack, you can go online and get, like Amazon Did they sells fix it. VHS and stuff machines like at Radio Shack? I I don't remember. That is. Um, oh, they had to back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. I just think to play a VHS using a VHS machine on a quote-unquote modern TV, a flat-screen TV that has the, yeah, I guess either the HDMI hookup or yeah, the, the, composite. the high def, the, what do you call it, the three-color, whatever it is. Uh, comp- component I, I or composite. You, I th- yes, I think you need a converter. I think you need some kind of a cable to convert it because the TVs aren't the same. As it used to be. So you may have a VHS machine that's perfectly operational, but can you get it to talk to your TV to play the tape? Did I, t- I, I told the Laserdisc story a couple of years ago, didn't I? I believe so, that yes. My, I was here aunt, for that, yeah. Yeah, my aunt, uh, her late husband, my uncle, had a Laserdisc player from the 80s, and my dad and I tried to get it to work, and we, we were able to connect it to a TV, but it was just like staticky like you could sort of tell it was it was playing but nothing would play right but my dad sold it online and he said like i like he put in the ad I, we don't know if it works but someone bought it i, yep. I mean it wasn't a lot it wasn't a lot of money was, oh yeah I think it was less than 100 bucks but there is a market out there again the thing is how much time and effort do you want to put into selling something that may ultimately turn out to be worthless mm-hmm. or are you better off just donating it recycling it or unfortunately sometimes even putting it in the garden there must be a way to recycle. Can you take VHS tapes to the eco stations? I don't know. If see. someone works at an eco station, that's what I want. Okay. So if you know where you can fix VHS machines, or if you know if uh, the the eco stations take VHS tapes, you can let us know. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three.